Legends Podcast. It's Dane. I'm here with Wags. And man, I am fired up for this week. The Packers are at nine and three. One more win, Wags. Get to that. What, what's historically been a magic number of 10 wins in the NFL. Um, another really strong season under Coach LaFleur. Let's get after it. We're talking Packers. We're talking Lions. We're talking uh, this week's matchup. How are you feeling today, Wags? Well, I'm fired up and ready to go, too. Um, I, I do find it interesting uh, that you woke up Mr. Sleepyhead this morning uh, in, in Wisconsin with a, a nice little snow. I was thinking you were hibernating as we're recording this on a Saturday morning. Uh, so what the listeners wouldn't know uh, is that I have been up and raring to go and podcast here for hours. Um, and uh, I am coming to you from a uh, nice, sunny uh, location in rural southern Georgia, 75 degrees and sunny. So quite a contrast. Uh, but Dane, I'm glad that you're you're up and ready to go. Hopefully the Packers aren't as sleepy uh, at the start of the game as you were this morning. Well, I was dreaming of um, of Packer victories dancing in my head. So you know, I I, I feel like I was kind of working while I was sleeping. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, very good. I agree, Dane. Let's just, uh, you know, uh, enough of the banter. Let's just dive right into this one because uh, we've seen the Lions. They're an old NFC North division rival. And uh, certainly over the last few years, um, it's been a little bit more back and forth. Uh, this yeah. has not been a Lions team that we've necessarily controlled as much as we had for quite a few years and um they've whether it's been perhaps um some underperformance on the part of the packers or the lions just playing better uh it's it's not necessarily been as one-sided as you might think it's been um for the last couple of years now in week two um after spotting them that 14 to 3 lead after the first quarter Packers really just dominated that game from there. Uh, we're able to, to win that one uh, by a healthy margin, um, and uh, offense just exploded uh, over the course of the final three quarters. Um, so, Dane, what can we do if we just uh, – why don't we start with the Packers' offense against this Lions' defense? Uh, what do you think is going to be the key to starting fast and keeping that um, offensive effectiveness going that we were able to get against this Lions' defense in Week 2? That's a great question. I mean, I, I think, Wags, a huge part of this is going to just be getting the run game going early and, and, and keeping the gas going. I, I think that if we can establish a run game against a, a Lions defense that has had some significant difficulty in stopping the run, um, that's going to open up the play-action game. And, and if we're able to do that with ease, watch out. I don't think anybody can keep up uh, with the Packers when – they're able to get the run game and, and Rodgers is on, you know, I, I just, he's been too good this year. And 
I think that the Lions defense is going to have a um, a real problem with this Packers offense. I see that uh, Jeff Okuda, uh, big draft pick, is going to be out with this groin injury. He's their cornerback. Uh, so they're down a, a, a serious player that I, I think would have been covering up on Devontae Adams quite a bit. So that, to me, is very glaring for this Lions defense. So, Wags, Packers can play downhill this week, I think, if they keep the run game going. They're in Detroit. They're on um, They're on that surface there. I think it's a fast surface. So I'm watching for Aaron Jones in particular to have a big day, and I'm looking for this Packers offensive line to continue their, their for lack of a better term, dominance against opposing defensive lines. I want to see that continue this week, and I think that we're going to be able to do that. I really, really like this matchup. Yeah, um, and you mentioned keeping that run game going. Um, and in addition to Akuda, uh, the Lions also are – they've had a few guys on IR for a while now. Um, they're without Desmond Trufant, who was yeah. uh, starting cornerback for them. Uh, he was playing back in week two. Um, they've also been without Danny Shelton, who continues to be on the IR. Um, they're big defensive tackle, um, so they'll be without him. And then, of course, Trey Flowers, um, uh, he defensive end. Uh, he's been on the IR, and, and none of those guys are on track to play this week. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about him later. The only guy that looks like maybe coming off the IR is DeAndre Swift, their rookie running back. Um, looks like he will be on track to play this week. So, um, but when we talk about this Lions defense, not the most talented group uh, in, in any event um, under normal circumstances, but when you're missing a lot of those top-line guys, um, and Akuda is, is a young player, uh, but he's probably one of the only players that has the potential uh, to, to be in that blue chip type player on this Lions defense. Um, I don't know if he was there yet uh, as a rookie, uh, but he still was playing pretty well, and uh, that's going to be a big uh, loss for them. Um, and then those other guys I mentioned are, are just really solid uh, NFL players and in, in, in some of the better defensive players the Lions have. Uh, so they've been without them for, for a few weeks now, and, and, and so it's, it's not like they're not used to having those next guys in. Uh, right. uh, but uh, they're really depleted compared to when we saw them in week two. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. Dane, uh, another question I guess I have from you along those same lines, how did this Packer team fight against complacency? Um, because it's, it's something that we've seen. A couple of times, I, I think this last couple of weeks, uh, we, we've shaken that off a little bit. Uh, but when you look at this on paper, um, it, it, I feel like that's been kind of an issue in this matchup at times over the last three, four years. Uh, what, what will it take to ensure that the Packers offense doesn't come out uh, a little bit, you know, slow? Um, and perhaps they just don't have as sharp, uh, have a performance early on. Um, and, and allow this Lions team to stick around and, and make this a game. Um, what, so what, what do you think the coaching staff and the players really need to do uh, to ensure that that doesn't happen this week? Yeah, so it, that's a really good question. I wish I had a, a great answer for you. I do think, Wags, that um, a, we're really fortunate that we can be in a place where <laughs> we have such a good offense and 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 a a, a good team this year where we can be talking about complacency, almost like the Packers at times need to beat themselves to lose games. So I, I think from that perspective, 
we're in a really fortunate position as Packer fans. However, it's happened, and it's it's very real that that's happened. And I don't know what the motiv- motivating factor needs to be. I mean, these are professional athletes, right? I, I I I I hate to put this on the coaching staff because I mean, shoot, you got to expect these guys to be able to be ready to go and be able to be self-starting and 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 get themselves up. So, um, I I don't have a good answer. I I do think though that they have quite a bit to play for. We are battling for home field advantage in the playoffs. It's always a lot better to play at home. Uh, even during the COVID stuff, maybe especially during all the COVID stuff, you don't have to travel, you don't have to get in the airplane, you don't have to get uh, going all around. And right now we're neck and neck with Seattle. Uh, the Saints are ahead of us by a game or two um, for, for home field throughout the playoffs in the NFC. So I think that this team needs to look no further than the standings in the NFL and see that they have an opportunity to do something incredibly special uh, by by getting home field advantage. And I'm hopeful, Wags, that's enough for this team. Um, and I don't know if you see anything else that, that maybe is out there to get these guys motivated, but I think that that's where I would be placing my, um, my, my energy right now is looking at the field as a whole and saying we need to take care of business week in and week out uh, to ensure home field advantage in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, you would hope that would be enough. Um, yeah. We don't have to look further back than week 17 of last season uh, against this Lions team that was completely depleted and Matthew yeah. Stafford wasn't playing. Uh, and we we had also had a lot to play for. Uh, and it, we came out flat and, and really had to, you know, get very fortunate. I'm not going to say luck, but, you know, that was a game they easily could have lost uh, with with a ton on the line and a home field uh, in the first uh, and a bye in the first round. Uh, they were fortunately able to get the job done at the end of the day, uh, but I certainly wouldn't like to see a repeat of that. This is also a technically, a, a surprisingly enough, a Lions team that is still in the wildcard hunt. Yeah. Um, so they also have a lot to play for. So I think that could that could be the 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 slight um, uh, motivating factor uh, that will keep the players' attention is they're not going to just lay down here. Uh, look at the fight they had against the Bears to come back um, and put themselves in position to just be a game out of the wild card uh, in that win last week. Um, so and, and they know. Uh, Matthew Stafford in this Lions offense has a ton of talent and no lead is, is safe. So it's going to be incumbent on both sides of the ball, uh, to make sure that, you know, even if they get ahead, that they don't get comfortable in game as well. Uh, because, uh, I think this Lions team, uh, offensively, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, can put up points in bunches. Uh, and that's been, you know, something that, uh, I'm sure, uh, the last couple of weeks and uh, going back to the loss against the Colts uh, when when we, you know, uh, unfortunately got outplayed in the second half. Uh, um, that's been a point of emphasis for this coaching staff uh, with the defensive unit as well. So um, and the offense uh, to keep their foot on the pedal for that matter. Um, it, it, the short answer, though, Dane, I don't know if it really matters uh, when we're talking about the offense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate to be you know, uh, too overconfident. Uh, but even Coach LaFleur and Coach Hackett uh, in their press conferences this week were asked different versions of that question. And they they even couldn't really give a specific 
answer other than talking generalities about how the Lions have a lot to play for. Um, and this is the National Football League. Anything can happen yeah. week to week. <laughs> I mean, um, when it comes down to it, this Lions defense doesn't get after the quarterback very effectively. They're depleted with most of their top players. Um, they, they are not good against the run. Um, I, <laughs> they're terrible against the pass. Um, so, I mean, I know you can't just look at things on paper and say, okay, uh, this is the way it's going to be. But we're talking about probably the best offense in the NFL right now in the Green Bay Packers uh, against one of the five worst defenses in the NFL. Um, and that's being generous considering the injuries that they have. Yeah, uh, Wags, and, you know, we, we talk about that and we talk about this Packers offense that has just been remarkable this season. Um I, I, I guess I have a question for you, and I think that Aaron Rodgers would be the first person to tell you that he would rather have another Super Bowl ring than another MVP. I, I don't. I really do think that that's the case. He seems very motivated by getting one more of those rings. However, um, Aaron Rodgers is also somebody that's incredibly self-aware, I think. Uh, he understands his place in the game. He understands what's going on in the game. I think he's a student of the game. Uh, I think he's a very intelligent guy. I think he knows that a couple big games and he could lock up his third MVP. And uh, I don't think that that's lost on him whatsoever. And I got to wonder if this is a spot uh, for him that he sees ahead of him where he can have a splash game and have a monster performance. And I don't think it's lost on him. I don't think it's lost on Hackett. I don't think it's lost on LaFleur that Rodgers could come out here and have a monster game this week. So I ask you, do you think that that factors in at all this week when we're talking about letdown games where maybe internally, in addition to a team perspective, it's also let's get Aaron Rodgers as MVP. Yeah, uh, and I think when you look at the tape, uh, and, and I went back to week two, uh, and that's that's been some time, so certainly – uh, I would expect the Lions to make some adjustments, uh, both in terms of their game plan, specifically to the Packers, but also based on the personnel they have and, and, and just adjustments week to week that you're going to make as a defense. Uh, but then looking last week against the Bears, uh, I think what the Lions are trying to do defensively to mask and make up for some of the deficiencies they have personnel-wise is they're really showing a lot of cover one um, and mm-hmm. Um, and what that enables them to do is they're able to uh, put up a lot of guys into the box. And so what, what we're seeing with the Lions is even when they show cover one, um, they're, they're sliding back into cover three, um, or they are going to do some man. Uh, but I think they're just uh, – they, they need to be able to be in that uh, single high safety uh, and able to even have any chance of slowing down the run. Um, and I'm not even sure that that's going to help them all that much. Um, I, I, I'm not impressed at all uh, with their talent at the linebacker position. Um, I think they're they're really devoid there. I just talked about their D line is is uh, beat up and and I don't think is is very effective either. Um, so uh, they're needing to bring extra guys up to be able to slow opposing uh, offenses down um, and to be able to disguise and, and be aggressive and. and when they send some blitz packages, have any chance of getting home. Mm-hmm. Um, the flip side to that is you're going against a guy in Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if they can get away with that for very long. So I wouldn't be surprised to go back to your question if if the Packers decide to come out throwing 
quite a bit and pretty aggressively. Uh, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Packers throw to open up the run. Uh, that could be what we see again this week uh, with Aaron, because uh, when they're, they're in that cover one look, uh, their linebackers are not um, getting very good depth quickly. Uh, and then they're, when, when they uh, show cover one and drop into a cover three, um, the, their outside guys are actually uh, dropping pretty deep. Um, and so the timing just isn't there. When that, hap- when, when that happens, you've got your safeties back, um, and your linebackers don't have the depth or position yet, it opens up a lot of room in that 10 to 20-yard uh, um, cushion in the middle of the field. And so I think Aaron's going to be attacking that really early and really often uh, because uh, he's not going to be fooled by anything they're trying to do. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if this is another huge performance from from Aaron Rodgers. Um, it, it was an all Aaron Jones show in week two. He had 168 yards rushing. Uh, he was a couple of touchdowns. He, he was monster receiving in that game. Uh, but um, I, I think the Lions probably know uh, that if they don't have any chance of slowing down uh, this Packer run game, they have absolutely no shot. And I don't know that they have any shot anyway. So, um, so I think you're absolutely right. Um, it's not only – uh, can Aaron Rodgers probably taste this? Um, it, it's probably something that I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers, from a game planning perspective, uh, look at it and say, well, yeah, we want to get the run game going, but we need to soften up uh, that cover one look so that they can't keep stacking the box and, and forcing us into some longer uh, down and distance situations. That's great insight, Wags. It's great. And, I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think that uh, – it, this this might be a blow up week for Aaron Rodgers. I think this might be one of those quintessential Aaron Rodgers type games that we watch, and it's always fun to watch. I'm really hopeful that we get one of those. But as we get down the home stretch, um, just another thing, another layer for this team to be playing for. Um, Aaron Rodgers having a, a just an incredible season, and can he? close uh, on you know a third MVP and just you know thread the needle and just completely thrash the Lions this week. It's going to be fun to watch because Aaron Rodgers has been at the top of his game. So I'm I'm excited, and it's just one of those matchups where I'm licking my chops already. I'm like, let's watch this game. Yeah, yeah. It is interesting, though, uh, you know, when you think about uh, complacency and the matchups and how can the Lions have any shot of slowing down this Packers offense. It's almost like everyone involved uh, going into this game from the Packers coaching staff to the players, to the media are all asking the same question. Um, how do the Packers offense make sure that they don't have a letdown? I, I honestly, I, I really hope we don't see them start slow or, or, or end slow. Um, but I, I, again, I don't know that it matters because I think this this offense just overmatches this Lions defense so much that uh, throughout the course of a four-quarter game, they're going to put up a bunch of points. To me, this game comes down to uh, can our Packers defense uh, get some stops against this Detroit Lions offense uh, and uh, limit them just enough that uh, the damage that the Packers offense does from a scoring standpoint uh, is enough to uh, prove to be a margin of victory. So um, to me, it all comes down 
to this uh, Packers defense against the Detroit Lions offense. So I don't know if that's a good segue to jump over and start yeah, to look at Yeah, let's talk about it. I, let's talk about it because I, I, I completely agree with you. And uh, the big news, I think, of this uh, this Detroit offense is Kenny Galladay will not be playing this week. Uh, a very talented young wide receiver for them. has had quite a bit of uh, injury issues this season. Uh, what I think a lot of us were expecting to be a breakout season for him. He's just been battling injury. Um, so, Wags, let's get into it here. I mean, Stafford is banged up. He's got that uh, right thumb issue. He's questionable, but I expect him to play. You, you mentioned DeAndre Swift. They're, they're very talented uh, young running back. He's questionable. I think he's going to play this week. But um, they're getting some guys back, but they're, they're missing their big dog in Kenny Galladay. Um, so, Wags... What does this Detroit offense do that, uh, you know, makes you nervous? And how do you see the Packers attacking the, their offense this week? It's a really good question. Because Matthew Stafford, I, I know, I don't know if he's underrated or, or not. Um, it's a hard question. Right. Uh, maybe I'll ask you, you that in a second. Well, maybe I'll just ask. Dane, is, is Matthew Stafford actually a little bit underrated, or is he properly rated? I, I'm not sure. I mean, he's a guy that it doesn't seem like he's come up with a lot of big wins throughout his career, but he just seems to be an awfully talented quarterback. I I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure he gets the, the respect level that he maybe necessarily deserves in some fa- fashion. or it's, it's a little confusing when you look at it uh, from the outside in. But um, in any event, He's coming off a huge performance against the Bears. Uh, so I, I think you're right. That thumb uh, likely is not an issue. This uh, is a Detroit Lions offense that uh, graded themselves as having 11 explosive plays last week uh, against a, a pretty solid Bears defense. Um, and uh, as Stafford said after the game, part of that was they were forced to have to try to come up with some big plays. They were in third and, down, third and long situations, and they were able to convert. Um, and, you know, some of it was uh, what the Bears defense was giving them um, in, in that portion of the field. And so that's what I saw on tape, too, is Stafford really, really looks a lot more comfortable against zone coverage looks. Um, he, and so he likes to pre-snap, uh, send his, his receivers in a, a short motion or a full motion um uh, to to get the read, see if they're see what see what coverage they're in or what they're showing, um, and uh, against the zone looks uh, in week two, uh, in, in reviewing some of that tape, he just looked a lot more confident in getting rid of the football quickly and just knowing where he was going to go. Um, this is a Packers defense that's been pretty maligned <laughs> uh, at times by our fellow Packer fans uh, for some of the soft zone coverages they've been in, but then last week against the Eagles. They were in man on, I believe I saw 56% of their defensive snaps, which yeah. was over double what they are normally in, um, uh, at least throughout the, the rest of the season. So um, if they're going to go into more man looks this week, that would be a much different look than what they were showing Matt Stafford um, in week two. Um, and it will be interesting to see, how Stafford would respond to that and, and, and what his comfort level would be. Um, I think the other key is, uh, although they're not quite as bad uh, as the Eagles are in protection, um, they're definitely in the lower 10. Uh, Stafford's been pressured and sacked uh, at a pretty decent number. I think they've been sacked 
um, over 30 times this season. Uh, so uh, it's going to be incumbent on those guys up front, if they're in man coverage, to get home and continue what they've been able to do the last couple of weeks um, and, and win those matchups. Um, so it, it gives a, a lot of trust for this defensive coaching staff if they're willing to go out there and, and play that much man coverage because I think Matthew Stafford is definitely at another level quarterback uh, than what they faced the last couple of weeks. So it's one thing uh, when you do that against a struggling Carson Wentz um, or a Mitchell Trubisky. Um, it's quite another uh, when you do, when you show those uh, man looks uh, against a quarterback like Matthew Stafford. Um, it does make you more susceptible uh, to those big plays. So um, the way that uh, Kevin King and Jair Alexander have been playing, um, I think it's probably worth the risk and the gamble, and hopefully we can win those matchups more often than not. But understand um, that that could lead to some big plays, that the Lions are going to be trying to attack downfield. Uh, and if they're able to protect Matthew Stafford, uh, that could uh, put them uh, in some, some more difficult coverage situations as well. Greg, so I love you you mentioning the um, the switch up on the defensive side of the ball last week, and um, I, I think it's important to mention what happened inside Lambeau, uh, the, the the offices of Lambeau Field last week as well, in case folks weren't aware. Um, so I think that uh, not only were you and I and a lot of Packer fans frustrated with some of the zone coverage, but uh, even some of the players uh, as well uh, prior to the Eagles game. And it sounds like uh, Zadarius Smith, who's the captain of the defense, along with Preston and um, Kenny Clark, uh, actually had a conversation with Coach Pettin. Um, and basically what they asked was that they simplified the defense uh, to kind of a, a pass rush approach in man coverage and, and let these guys ball out a little bit. And to Coach Pettin's credit, he gave them the opportunity to do so. And we saw the results last week against the Eagles, which was the, the pass rush was ferocious. The defensive backs made, pretty much played a, a very, very strong game with one breakdown on that fourth and long. Um, but I thought it was telling that that Coach Pettin was able to um, listen to his, his players and, and had the trust in those guys to, to give it a chance. Now, as you mentioned, that Eagles team is a lot different than this Lions team. And I, I to your question earlier, I think Matt Stafford's a very talented quarterback who's been surrounded by less than talented players outside of one or two special guys in his career. Uh, but he can make uh, a lot of big plays. He can make most throws. Um, so he's very, very dangerous. But I like the aggressive approach of this defense going into this week. I expect to see more man coverage. I expect to see more man coverage in, in big moments on third down. Uh, I think that Coach Patton needs to be able to trust his big dogs, his pass rushers, to get to the quarterback. And I think that uh, they're going to be able to do so. So you talk about the aggressiveness of this defense. Uh, last week, I expect that trend to continue, and I'm excited by it. I, I think that you know we're going to see some big plays given up as a result of that. But uh, at the same time, I think that that's some of the risk reward that you have to have to be an aggressive defense. And overall, we've got the players on the defensive side of the ball to do that. We have the talent. I love our pass rushers. I love our defensive back. That's that's where I think a lot of our talent is and where it lies. So let them lose. Get to the quarterback, let's force some turnovers. That's when this defense is at its best. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when you look at the pass catchers for Detroit, they've got some professional guys here. I mean, I don't think with Galladay out, you don't have, again, we talked about the, the missing blue chip talent on this Detroit defense. Um, you know, you look at uh, Marvin Jones. It's, uh, it's amazing. He's been, this is his fifth season with Detroit now. Uh, and he seems to just, you know, be steady. Uh, he's putting up, you know, the same numbers he has the last few years. Um, he's not the same explosive guy I think he was earlier in his career, uh, but he's hurt the Packers in the past. Uh, so you know uh, that he he's someone that can get the job done. Um, you know, Danny Amendola, um, not necessarily, again, he's not necessarily someone that's going to be a big play threat, um, but uh, he's a, a professional. Uh, you know, he, he can hurt you underneath, especially when you, you're pairing him up with someone like a TJ Hawkinson. Um, and that can uh, put a little bit of pressure uh, across the middle, um, especially in some some third down situations. So uh, he'll have their attention. Uh, you know, they pick up Mohamed Sanu. I mean, none of these guys are going to necessarily scare you, uh, but they're professionals. Uh, they can get the job oh, done. Yeah. Um, I think TJ. Yeah, and and then when you look at TJ Hawkinson, um, I, I think he's a, another guy that potentially has the blue chip talent. Um, he's in his second year. He's had a few bouts of a little bit of inconsistency a couple of times this season, uh, but he's been coming on and, uh, you know, he's on pace to, to finish this season with, with around, uh, 70 plus catches, 800 yards and, and seven or eight touchdowns. Uh, and that's a, a pretty darn, uh, good year uh, for a second year tight end. Um, and, uh, so I think, He's just going to continue to get better and better. So, um, and he's been coming on a little bit the last couple of weeks again as well. So, um, he better have the Packers full attention too. Um, so even without Galladay, um, you know, uh, Stafford has a veteran and experienced group of receivers and pass catchers to work with. Um, so I think, uh, uh the Packers, um, uh, are going to have to, uh, uh, be solid in their coverages and any one of these guys are, uh, have the capability to be able to hurt them, uh, particularly in just situational football. I, I don't see any of these guys as someone that I would uh, expect to, to go out there and get 130 yards and two touchdowns, uh, but anything can happen week to week. So uh, we'll have to be ready to go there. Um, Dane, is there anyone, uh, you I, know, what? that – Yeah. I, I have a question for you on that. Um, so, you know, we're talking about Hawkinson in, in particular, I think, um, it came out this week, Raven Green is on the IR. Uh, it doesn't look like he will be back this season. Uh, right now, Darnell Savage, who is really coming on the last few weeks, um, playing at a very, very high level. Um, right now, he's questionable. He was a limited participant in practice. He's got a, a tweaked his groin a little bit. So, um, you know, just kind of paying attention to the depth of our safety position right now. Um, how do you think the Packers cover kind of those, uh, those those chain movers at the tight end position and the running backs out of the backfield, especially with Raven Green out? Do you expect a dose of Will Redmond? Do you think we're going to try to match up linebackers uh, in that role? Uh, Vernon Scott, uh, I, I saw uh, Henry Black has been called up. I mean, uh, do you think the Packers throw different guys out there? How do you see the Packers going forward kind of with that dime linebacker position? You know, that's a really good question, Dean. Um, when you look at just the size of Hawkinson, I have a hard time seeing Will Redman 
trying to match up with him. Uh, all respect to Will, that's that's just a physical mismatch. Um, that that's a that that would be a tough tough for him. Like I mean, he can play the ball. Uh, don't get me wrong, but um, that would be a tough assignment. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I, I'm not sure uh, that they have just one guy um, that's going to be assigned to TJ Hawkinson. I don't think he's someone that necessarily commands that level of respect. Uh, but uh, I would I would suspect that they're going to try to match up with their linebackers against him, and and that role role their safeties are, are going to have to come down and and help out. Um, uh, Hawkinson doesn't necessarily. Um, threaten um, the edges of the field. He, if he's if he's going to to beat you deep vertically, it's down the middle. Um, so it's in those zone coverages. Um, so you know that's that's really what what's most important is wherever he's settling, um, whoever is responsible for that zone, the communication just needs to be there, and they need to find him, and they can't let him um, find those soft spots consistently because he gives an awful big target for Stafford over the middle. Um, so I think he's probably going to make a few catches. It's, it's, it's one of those things where he's, he's good enough now um, that I don't expect him to, to, to go, go out there and, and pitch a shutout. Um, but um, uh, certainly uh, if he's going to get catches, let them be underneath uh, and more of the, the short um, yardage variety wrap them up and bring them down and, and, and let them, let them do his work that way. And I think if, if the, if the defense is able to do that, um, they'll call that a win any day of the week. Uh, but I, I asked you, Dave, uh, what, what did you think? Is there uh, outside of Hawkinson, or is there anyone in this past uh, catching group uh, between the tight ends and receivers that gives you any cause for concern or angst? I, I mean, again, the experience and professionalism is there, but I, I, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on them. Yeah, the, the short answer is no. Uh, um, I I think Marvin Jones, I have a ton of respect for Marvin Jones. I think he's just a good, solid wide receiver. Um, but no, um, there, there, there's nobody here that makes me incredibly nervous. Um, I, I love our matchups. I mean, it, I would have told you Galladay was that one. Uh, he's, he's a game breaker. With him not there, um, having Kevin King and Jair Alexander both being healthy, um, I, I think that the, the biggest cause for concern right now is if Darnell Savage is unable to go, I think, because with Raven Green and Savage out, the Packers are going to have to mix and match a little bit more than I would have hoped for. Um, I really liked what we've seen out of Vernon Scott in, in limited time and Henry Black in limited time, um, but... I don't want to have to rely on both young safeties out there at the same time for long parts of the season, you know. So um, it's important, I think, that we have Savage back from a communication standpoint and from um, just an experience standpoint. Yeah, he's building on something here. So the wide receivers don't make me nervous. It's more the injuries on the back end of our, our safety position that make me nervous. But I do think that our matchups are just – they're in our favor this week. Um, so, so barring miscommunication, barring um, you know so something that is unforeseen, letdowns. I, I really like our matchups. I think that we just have the better team uh, on the defensive side of the ball with the matchup. So, I feel good going into this game. 
Yeah, I think it's one of those things. The concern with the pass catching group for Detroit is when you put them all together uh, and Stafford, uh, he can spread the ball around and end up with 350 yards without a single one of these guys getting over 100 yards receiving. Uh, so so that, that's kind of what, what can uh, happen is I think, uh, you know, when you put them, um, uh, stack them up individually, uh, I, I'm not terribly concerned, but uh, cumulatively, I, I think – you know, as a group, uh, they should have this Packers uh, defense's attention. Uh, do you think this is a week we might see some extra corners out on the field? You know, we've seen um, – haven't seen as many snaps for guys like Josh Jackson, Kadar Holman, um, but if the, this Detroit offense wants to spread uh, the Packers out a little bit and, and play more four and five wide receiver formations – um, could we see a little bit more of, of either of those two guys as well? Yeah, I think so. I, I know Josh Jackson last week was on the inactive list. Um, I'd like to see him get back on the field this week. Uh, got Holman's been, been very good, uh, again, in limited time. I think that he does things that the Packers really like. So, yeah, I mean, I, especially if the safeties aren't out there, um, you know, maybe this is an opportunity for some of these younger corners to get more of a, a chance on the field. So um, that's a good point, Wags. Uh, it's something I hadn't thought too much about, but um, Pettens definitely has an affinity for getting extra defensive backs on the field. So this could be a, a chance for, for those guys to get out there. But I do think Will Redmond's going to get a lot more run uh, on the field as well. They seem to really like what he does um, in the, you know, the, the, you know, the five to 10 yard range from the line of scrimmage. So I think that he's going to be um, getting many more snaps uh, now with Raven Green out. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I would agree with that. It, it, it could be one of those things too, that, um, you know, if you're the Detroit Lions, uh, you want to get those, those, all those guys out there because maybe the more, um, you know, corners that the Packers have to, to match up, um, the more likely they're going to find a mismatch to be able to exploit. Um, the other thing, too, is even with DeAndre Swift uh, probably coming back, I don't know how many snaps uh, he's going to be ready for. Um, so they may want to try to spread this Packers uh, defense out a little bit more to open some things up in the run game, give give these guys a few extra lanes. Um, if we look at this um, running back group for the Detroit Lions, um, the old man, Adrian Peterson, uh, is also a big part of this running back group. Uh, and he's not someone that when you look at on tape is the same player. Uh, there's no doubt about that, Dane. Um, I, I think what I see from Adrian now is he, he's not, he hasn't lost that much as a downhill runner in terms of his physicality. Um, it's, it's the cutback and the bounce. Uh, ability that he's lost a significant amount. Um, and that's where he was just so devastating all those years, especially in, in our, um, uh, time against him when he was with the Vikings. Uh, so if you're the Detroit offense, uh, if he can get a few bigger gaps or, or a few more lanes to work with, um, I think that's where someone like Adrian could be a little bit more effective uh, against this Packers defense as a runner. Um, and from the Packers' perspective, uh, they just need to make sure to uh, close those gaps uh, and bring him down because I think outside of that, uh, they should be able to bottle him up pretty effectively. Yeah. Uh, but um, out, outside, of, outside of Peterson, what do you see 
um, from this Detroit Lions running back group uh, that the Packers need to be paying attention to this week. Yeah, Swift, I mean, is is just a talent. He's, he's shown uh, the ability time and again, I think. He's really come on and been able to show, you know, he, he's fast, he's elusive, uh, he, he's – just a talent. Uh, Carry on Johnson has been in the in the league for a couple of years. Um, not as uh, threatening, I don't think, as the others. But I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Daryl Bevel, who is now the interim head coach, uh, how he um, weaves these guys together here. Because I, I do think it's a bit of a, a three-headed monster um, with with maybe Adrian Peterson probably leading the charge again this week. But long term, it's going to be Swift. Um, so I think the Packers, uh, looking at these three, Swift probably makes me the most nervous now um, because I think out of the backfield, he's able to catch the ball pretty smoothly. Um, he, he's elusive. He, he's got that speed. So Wags, I, I think that Swift's the guy that I'm circling uh, on, on their offensive side of the ball at this point. He's probably the most electric, uh, but coming off of this injury, I guess I'm just kind of curious to see how um, – how impactful he's going to be able to be, um, you know, and and I think you mentioned maybe him being on a snap count. He probably is going to be. Um, so will the Packers be able to bottle it up? I mean, the, my hope here is that none of these guys really become much of a factor because we're able to stop the run early, the offense gets up, and now Matt Stafford has to play from behind and chuck the ball a little bit. I think that that is probably the, the best scenario we could hope for going into this week is um, making Stafford sit back in the pocket and letting the Packers turn their ears back and, and really get after the quarterback. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Swift was really coming on uh, a few weeks ago uh, before he suffered that concussion. Uh, but you know, on the flip side, the other rookie, uh, maybe this last three weeks helped him. Uh, he, you know, they talk about a rookie wall. He's going to have some fresh legs here. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, anytime a guy has a, a head injury, that's not a good injury. Um, so I'm sure, you know, that that's not great. But it didn't impact his 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 legs at all. So uh, perhaps that extra rest has actually helped him a little bit here. And he has some extra bursts. So um, they could just be – playing coy here on, you know, how much he's going to be involved. Uh, and you could be right. Uh, perhaps it's going to be all DeAndre Swift and, and Adrian is back to more of a uh, eight to 10 touch guy uh, and carry on Johnson for all intents and purposes. He'll get a few touches, but he's been mostly phased out of the offense as far as I've seen. Um, so uh, that would be interesting. And, and certainly um, as a pass catcher, you're right. Um, that's where I'm kind of going. If I'm Detroit, I'm going to try to spread this Packers defense out, get as many of those wide receivers out on the field as possible, uh, and let DeAndre uh, Swift, uh, uh, you know, uh, cause some damage underneath, uh, give him some lanes as a runner, uh, and let just just let Matthew Stafford work. Um, so uh, my concern level uh, for that would just be, um, you know, keep them limited. Uh, you know, are we going to uh, see a, a very um, soft defense and, and just try to between the twenties and try to slow them down in the red zone. Hope they uh, make a few mistakes. Um, hope we get a couple of sacks in key situations, limit them to field goals or, or drive them out of field goal range. Um, you know, I, I, I hate to sound passive, but uh, this may not be the week to get overly aggressive, um, you know, and enable 
Detroit to jump on us early because um, if they start hot and start get get cooking, um, even if the Packers offense puts up a ton of points, uh, this is one of those games that I I would not be shocked depending on how the game goes. It, it could become kind of a high scoring, dare I say, shootout affair um, mm-hmm. if uh, if they enable this uh, Detroit offense uh, to find a rhythm and get comfortable. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. I, um, it's all about making Matt Stafford uncomfortable. I think that's the key to the game. Uh, if we can get him off his marks, we're going to win this game. That That's kind of it. And the thing is, is no lead maybe is safe with Stafford back there. We, As you've mentioned, they can score in bunches in Detroit. So um, I don't think that this is some cakewalk game, but I do think on paper – um, we have the talent to match up well across the board on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Um, anything else on the defensive side, Wags, as we're as we're starting to wrap this podcast up? Uh, no, I think we've covered basically everything. I mean, I would just be curious. We we alluded to, to putting pressure on Stafford. Is there um, any, is there any particular matchups when you look at those guys up front um, at an individual matchup level um, that you really have your eye on this week? Um, yeah, I think that um, it, I'm looking at the edge. Um, I, I'm looking at Tyrell Crosby in, in particular, the right tackle. Um, Zadarius Smith, I think, is going to have a very fine game for the Packers. He's going to be able to get to the quarterback. Um, there's no doubt about it. So I want to watch um, Big Z this week. He, he's um, He's been disruptive. His sack numbers aren't necessarily huge right now. Um, but they're they're there. Uh, he's getting the pressure, and he's getting help from others uh, around the defense. So um, I expect Zedaria Smith on the right tackle of the Detroit Lions to just blow things up this week, and they're going to have their hands full against him. Uh, he's a bit of a one-man wrecking crew, but we're gonna we're gonna bring some pressure. I, I think that Stafford's gonna have. I don't know if the sack numbers necessarily are going to be through the roof like they were last week, <laughs> but I think there's going to be quite a few hits on the quarterback. And um, and a lot of pressures that are just going to get him uh, to, to be dancing in the in the um, in the pocket a little bit more than he'd like to have. Okay, great stuff. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you be right on with that prediction, <laughs> Dan. So, <laughs> um, special teams. I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on it, other than to just say, you know, we just need to make sure the coverages are there. But is there anything? Uh, from that standpoint that you're looking for this week? I, I mean, uh, I know that your boy Tavon Austin um, yeah. may be activated this week. So um, is he going to have a role as a return man? Um, and is that something that could have a potential impact? Well, I, I'm excited about it. I, and, yes, he, I think he will 100% be active this week. I was a little surprised he wasn't last week. Tyler Irvin is on the IR. Um, even um, – Malik Taylor has a hamstring issue. He's questionable who, you know, he's been doing some returning for us. Um, with all due respect to Shandon Sullivan, um, he's way too important to the defense at this point um, to be returning punts. It was nice to see him back there and have the opportunity, but I don't want to see a guy with his um, impact on the defense returning punts. So I think Tavon Austin will be that guy this week. Um, does he get, uh, you know, a chance to make some plays? Um, we will see, but I'm excited to see him and the addition that he brings because I do think that um, Legs, when he's healthy, and by all appearances he is healthy, 
he can be a a, um, a bit of a spark plug for for this team, uh, both offensively and on special teams. So uh, I want to see that. I want to see Mason Crosby making these extra points as well. He's had a little bit of issue the last couple of weeks. Uh, he had the worst game of his entire career in Detroit a few years ago. Um, so uh, I'm going to be watching Mason as well. Uh, and I'm hopeful that he's able to swing the leg and, and get these kicks through. So I think those are kind of the keys to the game. You mentioned the coverage um, uh, of our, our special teams guys, but also just can Crosby continue to have a uh, – um, you know, complete these extra points and these field goals, and and then of course Tavon Austin. Let's see if the um, the veteran can come in and and give us a little bit of a boost in the return game. Yeah, we'll see. I I'm I don't mean to be a, a downer, and I really hope that Tavon Austin can give us a spark. But I'm kind of nervous about throwing him out there as return man. He's someone that's had fumble issues throughout his career. Um, he's on the the brink, uh, I think, of, of uh, the end here of his NFL career, potentially. He's been bouncing around a little bit, and he's coming in here late in the season. Uh, I know there's no fans, but we're going to be on the road. I don't know. Something about that just makes me a little bit nervous, throwing a new guy back there that wants to prove something, mm-hmm. um, you know. Uh, so um, it could be good. It could be bad. Um, I would – be more comfortable giving him some reps <laughs> and having someone go back there and just fair catch. Um, I, I know that that might sound a little overly conservative, so I apologize for that, but um, I, I just don't need to see someone back there, you know, trying to do too much uh, and then fumble the ball and all of a sudden Detroit's able to cover it up and, and it becomes one of those situations where uh, the Lions are in this game at the end and, and potentially, uh, you know, stealing a, a, a win from the jaws of defeat, if you will. So I, 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 I sorry, I, I don't mean to be sound a little wimpy about this. I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about Tavon Austin. I'm not, uh, I know the name can get people excited, but I don't, I don't know um, exactly what we'll see. So, um, I wouldn't mind, um, you know, just being a, a little bit safe, a little bit conservative. Let let him work into the action a little bit and see how that goes. But um, I'm not on the coaching staff, and I'm sure uh, uh, they're going to want to let him loose and, and see what he can do. So um, we'll, we'll just hope for the best. Uh, <laughs> Dane, uh, I think it's about that time. Um, I, enough of my, you know, pessimism here. Um, let's talk about X factors, and I'm going to give you the floor this week. Uh, we've been trading jabs back and forth, stealing guys, but um, this week I insist that uh, you take the lead and, and you can decide whether you want to start on the offensive or defensive side of the ball. I'll start on the defensive side, Wags, and I'm I'm looking for Kingsley Kiki uh, to continue uh, his ascent and his um, impact on the defensive side of the ball. He's had two games now with two sacks. He's making more of an impact. His, his pass rushing has gotten, um, you know, the notice, I think, of fans, of the coaching staff. He's getting, he's earning more snaps uh, on the defense. And I think in a game where the Packers are going to be able to bottle up the Detroit run game, um, Stafford is going to be playing from behind. He's going to have to throw the ball. Uh, what better time for Kingsley Kiki to continue his craft and, and be able to get to the quarterback? So I'm looking at Kingsley Kiki to get in the backfield, maybe get a sack, uh, but, but definitely get some pressures uh, off the edge 
and up the middle of this Detroit Lions offense. Uh, I really like the game um, that he's bringing to the defense. So Kingsley Kiki is my defensive X factor. I love it. Um, you know, I'm going to go with uh, a Michigan guy, Rashawn Gary. Uh, he played uh, uh, down the road in Ann Arbor, and uh, he's just been coming on. And I know I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I've been a little bit slower to get on the Rashawn Gary train. Um, going back to with that uh, draft, when the draft occurred, uh, but um, you've got to give it to this guy. He's been, you know, playing at a really high level here the last few weeks, uh, especially. Um, so um, I think uh, I put him on turf. Um, he's just going to be playing even faster. Um, I, I think uh, I really like the way uh, they've been utilizing him and, and what he's been able to do. Um, so I look for Rashawn Gary to continue uh, to be disruptive, and I think he's going to get in there and not only uh, put some pressures uh, on Matthew Stafford, but um, I think he might get in there for a sack as well. Um, and, and either way, uh, he's going to make his impact felt in this game. So um, for that reason, I'm going with, uh, the uh, Michigan um, uh, alum, uh, Rashawn Gary, uh, returning to Detroit. Uh, I know, not returning to Detroit, but returning to Michigan um, and uh, having an impact game this week. Great choice. Great choice, and he's really becoming an important part of the defense. So I, I love that choice, Wags. Um, offensive side of the ball, uh, I'll give you the honors on the offense. Who you got this week? All right. Um, well, I'm going to stick uh, at the pass-catching group, and I'm going to go with Robert Tanyan this week. And um, I've been kind of rotating around here, but um, I think uh, it's just a mismatch uh, with this uh, Detroit linebacker uh, uh, group. They just look look pretty lost in coverage, to be honest with you. You you look at a guy like Jamie Collins, uh, he's – a name, uh, but I think he's pretty lackadaisical. Um, they, they, this group uh, doesn't get good depth, uh, and I think Tunyon can just feast, uh, particularly in the red zone. So I, I think he's going to have a big week, and, and uh, we'll get into the end zone again this week. So I'm going to go with uh, Robert Tunyon uh, to be my offensive X Factor this week. That is welcome to hear, Wags. Give us some Bobby Tunyon anytime. I love it. Uh, I'm going to stick with a pass catcher as well, and I'm going to go with Alan Lazard. Uh, I thought that Lazard last year had a couple big touchdowns against Detroit, and uh, this year, you know, coming back, he's still working his way back in um, to, to the offense, but I think he's going to have a monster game uh, for, for the Packers. Uh, Devontae is going to have a great game, but I think this is all stems from Aaron Rodgers having an incredible performance this week. I'm looking for a big, big game from from 12. So as a result, I think some of these receivers are going to have some really nice um, nice numbers, and Alan Lazard is going to be one of them. Uh, I don't know if he gets 100 yards, but he also gets in the end zone. I think you're right, Tunney gets the, in the end zone. I think Lazard does as well. And we're going to see Rodgers just um, painting – uh, the field with with different receivers throughout the game. So uh, Lazard's my guy this week, and he's gonna he's he's getting a touchdown for us, no doubt about it. I love it. So what would it take to call Aaron Rodgers an X factor? Is that even allowed? Like, uh, would we have to predict that he throws more than four touchdown passes in a game to consider him an X factor? Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what the rules are, but. Um, uh, I think uh, Aaron's going to have a, another huge week. Uh, he's been 
playing at a high, high level all season outside of that Tampa Bay game. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure there's anything uh, this Detroit Lions defense is going to be able to do uh, to slow him down in this Packers offense. Uh, again, to me, I think this game will come down to, um, you know, how many stops the Packers defense is able to get against Detroit. Um, and, uh, you know, if they do the job on that side of the ball, uh, this, this, this is uh, uh, not a Detroit defense that's going to limit the Packers at, at one bit. Um, so uh, no concerns. Uh, and I, I, I don't want to jinx it, but I really just have almost no concerns for this Packers offense this week. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is the A through Z factor of this Packers offense. <laughs> he, he just beats <laughs> um, yep. Wags, prediction time. Score prediction. I, uh, uh, this is my favorite time of the podcast. I, I love hearing what you, uh, what you come up with. I, I, you and I never talk ahead of time about what the prediction is going to be. So, uh, you know, we've talked about the offense. We've talked about the defense. What you got as a final score this week? Yeah, uh, I, I, I had to think about this a little bit because um, what exactly are we going to see from a game flow perspective? And, I, you know, as much as I've been talking up this Detroit offense, I just don't think they're going to be able to run with the Packers. I, I just don't. And, and they might, they're going to put up some points. Uh, they might put up, up, up points throughout the game and, and maybe – you know, a touchdown or two late. Uh, but I think the Packers are going to pour it on. They may not be leading uh, from start to finish, uh, but I just don't see this Packers offense being slowed down one bit this week. Um, so they're going to put up a huge number. Um, I think they're going to beat that week two number, um, which is which is crazy for me to predict. But I'm just going to go ahead and, and predict the Packers offense puts up 45 um, and Detroit – uh, finishes with 31. Um, I think the Packers defense does a pretty solid job this week. Um, on paper, it might look like Detroit puts up a bunch of yards, but I really think it's more going to be game flow and the Packers are going to be ahead um, and the Lions are going to be chucking the ball around a little bit. Um, so I, 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 I think it's a comfortable uh, margin. The Packers offense is explosive um, and uh, they're able to get the job done and um, uh, Detroit kind of lingers uh, within a couple of scores, but never really threatens. So I've got the Packers uh, winning um, and putting up a ton of points here this week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, um, the reason I ask is I think he's going to throw five touchdown passes this week, Dan. Yeah. Um, that's my bold prediction. I don't know if that's even bold in this one. <laughs> um, so Packers 45, Lions 31 is my prediction for a final this week. I can't believe that this is what you just said. Um, Wags, I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm at 43-31 with Rodgers throwing five touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That's incredible, Dave. Yes. We're um, thinking the same thing. And, and, the, and the, the reason I have 43 is because we scored 42 last time, and I thought we're going to score more this time. <laughs> so I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how we get there. But uh, how many – yeah, I was going to say, I'm quickly trying to do the math. How, how many field goals and touchdowns does that work out? So Rodgers has five touchdowns. So that means we are either missing uh, an extra point and or we go for two or I don't know. So somehow some funky math. But I, I really love the, the quirkiness of that prediction game. Yeah. Um, it, it, so it's one I, I, I appreciate 
I, I, it's one more than last night. Maybe we get a thirsty. I don't know. But there, there's a way that this is happening. It works out goofy. These games are goofy. Uh, but 43, uh, 31 for the same reasons you said. L- literally what you said is what I'm thinking. Rogers is throwing some dimes this week. I love it. I love it. So, um, hopefully the Packers team is not as overconfident as we are. Uh, a quiet <laughs> confidence will be just fine. Uh, <laughs> um, because, uh, you know, uh, we've seen it. We've seen this house of horrors uh, that's been in Detroit. Um, and so the last thing I want to be doing is pulling my hair out, saying, why is this Detroit defense uh, getting stops? This makes no sense. They're awful. Uh, and somehow they're getting stops. And this is this game where we're biting our nails and, and pulling our, our hair out. Um, I just really, really, really uh, do not want to deal with that this week. Um, there's other weeks that I will give it. it it's going to there's going to be some tight games. Uh, that's going to happen. We can't win every single game. Uh, but this is not the week that I want to deal with that. I want a commanding win against the Detroit Lions team. Um, I would like to see the Packers. Um, they could potentially clinch. The NFC North division this week, yeah. uh, even with with a win or you know if the Vikings lose, so this is a this is an opportunity. As you said at the top, there's a big opportunity in front of them. Uh, they see what they're playing for. Um, Detroit is kind of has an outsider shot to have something to play for here, but I just think this Packers uh, team is not going to be denied, and, and uh, the talent level is uh, a pretty significant difference here, uh, particularly when you look at uh, Detroit's defense. Is, is that, that's, that's not something that um, I, I, we're going to be able to uh, look at on paper and say is going to be any cause for concern whatsoever. So, Dane, any other closing thoughts here? I'm, I'm amped up. I've been ready to go for this one, so um, it's yep. not Sunday yet, <laughs> but um, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I know you said it, uh, Legs. We could win the division, and they, the Vikings are playing a Tampa Bay team that that can win some games. So you know, let's let's see what happens here. But um, this would be one of the earliest I can remember the Packers winning the division. You know, in in a long time, I can't recall the last time where that we have that potential. So let's just go out, win the football game, and uh, and see. We can't control anything other than what we can control, and that's the uh, Detroit Lions. So I'm amped up as well, and I, I just I can't wait for Sunday to come around and, and watch the Packers play again. Absolutely. So I think that wraps it up then. Um, we've been rambling on here long enough. So, uh, folks, enjoy the rest of your Saturday or Sunday morning or whenever you're listening to us, and um, enjoy this one. We'll check back in. Uh, with uh, hopefully an Instagram live uh, post game. Uh, but uh, for now, we're going to sign off. Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!